Hello and welcome along to another Piero Coffee and Art podcast and I'm very pleased to say that part of the Little Hampton Art Trail, uh, Philippa Bauer, one of our resident artists, is having a one-woman show, which is how I build it. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell us a little bit about your, your painting and, and what it is that you actually do. Well, I've been very lucky uh, to be allowed to use my friend Stella's house and we've managed to get 90 paintings up in just her corridor and two rooms. So Is it uh, 88 now? Didn't we just sell two? Oh, we just sold two, yes. <laughs> so it's 88. <laughs> so obviously you are one of the longest resident artists we've had. And I remember the day that you walked in. It was just, just after we opened and you, you walked in, you went and declared, I'm an artist. And I was just like, I think I'm going to hear this quite a lot from people. And then you said, I've got some work with me. Just so happened to have four pieces in the, in the car. And, and you've been with us ever since. Yes, well, I, I actually came in and I actually said, what are you doing? Yes. And you had to explain that you were actually setting up a gallery. Yeah. Which, uh, which I was delighted by, as you say. I, 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 I informed you that I was an artist. It's better than saying I'm a chiropodist. No. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> and you've been, so yeah, so you've been with us since November the 1st when we opened. So that's four and a half years now. Wonderful, yes. Which is incredible. And what's probably more incredible is the fact that every month we know that we will get four new artists, uh, four new paintings from you. Where do you get the inspiration from? What motivates you? I don't know. It just comes. I see other... When I'm watching television, I'm looking at the walls behind people to see what paintings they've got on. And um, I look at... When there's things on television about painters and painting, I tend to watch it. I'm just interested. And when I see something that I like or I feel I could improve on or do, I, I, I have an urge to do it, yes. I've always been rather creative. I, I, I used to do an awful lot of writing. And well, we'll get on to that later. Yes. So I've always had an urge to create, and, and now it's become painting. I, I just have an urge to create. And, I, and you've got quite a following in the gallery as well, haven't you? I mean, we, we have lots of regulars that, that buy your artwork, and certainly on the first of every month, people will come in, and one of the first questions is, where's Philippa's new work? Well, Which must be amazing to hear. It's wonderful. It's one of the things that keep me going, the fact that people are interested. And you're always so appreciative as well, Mike. It, it just makes me want to do it, you know. Well, I always sort of say to people that, that have never seen your work before that, you know, these are the four new ones we have this month. Philippa will turn up just before the beginning of the month in a, with a black plastic bag and it's like a big reveal of what there is. And yes, always a surprise. <laughs> quite often I've gasped a couple of times and at other times it's just generally been quite bowled over by the, by the subjects. And all the subjects are so different. Yes. So you, you often move around. Why is that? Do you get bored or is it just that I whole... get I get bored very quickly. My boredom threshold... If I do four on a theme... I think that's it. I don't, I'm not interested in doing more than about four or five. And it's quite frustrating from a gallery point of view because quite often, I mean, last month is a really good example. You brought in your four um, flower paintings and three of them sold quite quickly. And we've had that happen quite a lot with that sort of subject matter. But actually asking you to go off and do something is nigh impossible. I have to kind of almost wait for you to get back round to that. Is that the whole idea of working under pressure or just 
you'll get to it when you want to. Yes, I, I, that's one of the advantages of being a, an amateur, as they say. You, you can do whatever you like and nobody can tell you what to do. And that's, that's what I really like. A very good amateur, keeping in mind, I think I said to you, you know, on average, and I say this to most people, you sell between one to two odd paintings each month since you've been with us. So yeah. that's, 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 a lot, that's a lot of paintings in four years. It is, but you'd be amazed how many I've got in the loft. Well, I think every artist is like that, isn't there? For every everyone that sells, there's another five that, have, <laughs> that that are hidden away somewhere. That's right. So obviously, we 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 spoke last year when you did the the show at Beach Road, um, but not everybody would have seen that video, and the podcasts are new. So you spent quite a lot of time in Mexico. Yes, and I, and I fully believe that you've been influenced by that. So tell us a little bit about that. I, I went to Mexico. What it was, I was teaching in Canada, and because I'm interested in art, I used to go around to the art uh, thing quite a lot, the art room quite a lot, and I made great friends with the art teacher, and she discovered she'd got terminal cancer, which is very sad. I mean, she was quite elderly, and uh, she decided to go to Mexico, you right, know, do, okay. you know throw, throw out the job and go to Mexico. So I threw out my job and went to Mexico with her. Fantastic. Which, which actually really, and Louise all over again. It really annoyed the school, unfortunately. I hadn't realised how annoyed they would be because apparently someone, one of my relations, dropped in and said, uh, I'm a relation of Philippa. And they said, we do not mention her name round here. <laughs> so anyway, I went to Mexico. Mexico and uh, oh, what a wonderful time I had. I, I, I um, enrolled in the art college like she did and oh I just had so much fun there and yes I, I changed courses every, every term so I could do everything. I did lost wax, I did, wow. I did weaving, I did paper mache, I, I did everything you could think of. And obviously the painting made quite an impact. Did you like any of the other things that you studied or was it always back I to the painting? I loved it all, I loved it all. And welding, yes. Okay. I actually sold a piece that I welded. With the painting I loved that as well, but there were so many good painters there. I just felt I wasn't... They have a heritage of very good painters, yes, actually. Yes, but the, no, to be honest, there weren't any Mexicans. It was all American. Oh, right. There was okay. one Mexican oh, right, who we okay. all tried to be friends with. But, um, yes, no, the, it was mainly Americans. And they were all very, very good. And, and I just sort of felt I, I wasn't as good at the painting as they were. But did that environment kind of create even more of a spark with all those creative people? Yes, I think so. I kept in touch with a couple forever, oh, you know. Still, still am in touch with one. They must be impressed that you're selling so much work. <laughs> I don't boast about it, really. <laughs> you should. I you want, should tell everybody. I want to keep my friendships. <laughs> um, so are you someone, when you, do, when you do your painting, are you somebody that does a painting, finishes it, goes away, or do you come back and revisit it? Well, on the whole, what I do when I'm painting, I, I put it on a chair in, in the living room and I spend a lot of time looking at it. And if it needs improving, I improve it, but all within, within the day or two that I'm working on it. Okay. Sometimes when they've been in the gallery and they've come back and they haven't sold, and I think, no wonder they didn't sell, they're a bit rubbish. I try Are you very, very self-critical? I try and improve them. I'm not terribly self-critical. No, there. okay, that's interesting. I tend to think, I tend to think, 
whatever. Right, okay. Yes, yes, no, I'm not very self-critical. I tend to think I'm rather good on the whole. Oh, absolutely. And again, that's one of the reasons why you have such a following in the gallery, <laughs> because you can lend yourself to to almost anything. I mean, just looking around here now, which is not great for the podcast, but if you've seen the videos on Facebook or any of the pictures, we've got bikes in one corner, trees, we've got horses, uh, landscapes, abstracts, the fantastic X-Files science fiction one. I mean, it's just a multitude of, of different styles, colours and varieties. So... Yes. Um, oh, and there goes one. <laughs> uh, what inspires you to paint? I think I think it's just a creative urge. You know, I think this is what it is. It's a creative urge. It's so much more satisfying than writing, which was my main life's work, because my everything I've written is still sitting on the computer, whereas my pictures are scattered here. And you and do have an outlet. And, and they're scattered all over the UK. I mean, we send out quite a lot of your work. I mean, during the lockdown and, you know, throughout the rest of the year as well, you know, I know there's a lady in Manchester. Um, she's got a few of your paintings. There's a couple that have gone to Scotland. There are some that have gone to Wales. So, you know, and, and I know as well that one of the artists bought some for her uh, parents and they're sitting in a lounge in Poland. So, Wonderful. Which is, you know, that's great, isn't it? Like in, international. International selling star. Yes, Did you imagine that would happen when you came in on that first day? Well, I couldn't think what else would happen because you're a gallery and I, I sort of thought, yes, this is where I can get rid of my paintings. <laughs> I, used to, I used to sell, we had an arts and flowers thing in East Preston. Okay. And I, I was quite used to them selling there because I usually did sell quite well, but it was only once a year. So, yes it, it, yes, it it was a thing that I assumed they would sell, yes. So tell us a little bit about your, um, your studio. It's it, a it, dining room table. Which yeah, I love. It's, it's a dining room <laughs> table. And it's a big table. I've actually, I've actually put the leaf in it now, so it's even bigger than it was. And, I'm uh, sure Ricky loves that. Yes, no, <laughs> well, he's in, his, he's in his study all the time, so he never sort of thinks. Uh, but I can't paint at weekends because I have the grandchildren. Ah, right. And that's when they take over the dining room table. Well, a couple of... In fact, it was last month, Caroline brought in the, the grandchildren and they were very, very excited to see grandmother's work on the wall. Oh, bless they were They were pointing out, that's my grandmother's work. So Aww. there you go. Fans, even from an early age. Bless them. And are the family supportive? No, not oh, really. Okay. No, my 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 brothers are very supportive, and one brother's got seven children, and each of them have been delivered of my pictures. Fabulous. And expected to put them up because we have a big thing of putting aunts' pictures up because I, my aunts were very, uh, they were both painters. Oh right. Okay. And so it, it's a well-known joke in the fact in the family that when an aunt comes to visit, you hurriedly put all their paintings oh. up. And what kind of work did they do? They did it just landscapes. Okay. And, I mean, one of them was watercolour, one acrylic. I, I was never that impressed. I mean, they were just standard landscapes mm. and, you know... They were, so good. Just, they were good, but yeah. not... Actually, one aunt was developing, actually, into something rather special. But um, she, she actually had a stroke quite early on, yeah, so she shame. didn't, she couldn't. And for those that don't know, what medium do you work in? Acrylic. And why did you go for acrylic? Because it dries quickly. <laughs> to well, be that's... honest, I like, the look of, I like the look of oil better than acrylic. Yes, there's I a just, lot of work involved in oil, isn't there? I just can't be 
bothered to wait for a week for anything to dry. Well, when we had that live painting show in in the gallery last September, I mean, we had mm. Sam, Joanna, and Sarah, and of course Sarah had turned up. She'd already primed the canvas. She had another canvas with her because she knew she'd only get part of the way through the painting yeah. and then she'd have to stop for it to dry for six weeks until she could carry on. So, yes, frustrate, frustrating medium to work with, but, yes. but acrylic, obviously, is, is very versatile. It's quick, versatile. It's everything you want, really. Um, the other thing about acrylic is they're producing some really interesting types of acrylic. You can get acrylic ink now. Yes. You can get shimmering, pouring paint. You can get that incredible black. I mean, they're, they're producing new and interesting paints all the time. And are you someone that likes to experiment with those kind of I, things? I've got them all. Yeah, the moment yeah. something new comes out. Ah, right, OK. So yeah. we can look forward to those soon then. Yes, well, you've already got some of them, yes. Ah, the, the new collection in the gallery this month, tell us a little bit about those, because I like those quite a lot, the ones with the boats it, on, and we've just sold one of them, haven't we? We just so. sold one, yes. Well, I had a one-man show in, um, in East Preston last month. Yes. And then I went across the road to where the East Preston group were having their one-man show, well, not one-man show, they were having their, their mm. show. And there was a picture there, a little tiny watercolour of, of a boat. And I... So I bought it, and I. And then you've used that as a I've kind used of a reference that as point. my reference point. Fantastic. To create four, five paintings, I, I got a bit obsessed with this boat. It was so, it was such a delightfully shaped boat. And yeah, with the, with and also the back background colours you've used as well has made it kind of stand out in lots of different ways, and there's a real mood to them all yes, as well. Yes, that's right. I, I sort of thought you could do more with this boat than just have a little watercolour. You know, I'm sure I can improve. <laughs> so I'm really pleased with those paintings. So you said, obviously, one of your other creative outlets is writing. Yes, now, that's right. Now, it, it seems ages ago, about two years ago now probably, wasn't it? We had the first of your poetry competition evenings, which went very, very well. Yes, COVID um, put a stop to that. Yes, as it did many things. But I'm starting again. I'm starting again. So t- tell us a little bit about the, the poetry competition that's got, that you've got coming up. The poetry competition I've got coming up, it's a free-to-enter, cash prizes... And we're if ha- I could only write poetry, I'd be in. <laughs> and uh, you have to email the poem to me by the end of this this month, so there's not much time left. No. And you can get my email address from the gallery. You've got yes, my email address. Absolutely. And um, yes, and then we hold our thing at the gallery. We hold our prize. It was prize fabulous hearing all these people reading their poems. Because yeah, yeah. I I always think that. If you hear the poem from the person that's written it, you you understand it better. Exactly. You have that atmosphere. Everybody's invited. Or everyone who enters is invited to read their poem. And sometimes you think, that one should have won. You know, that one should have won. But, of course, I'm not the judge. That goes to someone out of the county. Who who is the judge? It's a friend of Patricia's who's out of the county. And she sent everything without knowing who's yeah. written what. That's so, very fair. Uh, it's very fair. It's sort of like when we do the January Blues competitions, we always have several of my friends that are artists or teachers that will be the judges because they have yes. no affiliation with anybody in the gallery, so don't yes. know anything about anyone. So It's, it's the only way it's to fair. do it. Yes, yeah. only way to do it. Okay, so have you got some poetry to hand? Well, yes, I, uh, poetry <laughs> is... I used to write stories, but now... 
because I'm, I'm too lazy to write stories, I write poems. And I actually do have one with me because uh, I'm going to be performing this in a couple of weeks' time. And this is the Silk Road? This is a Silk Road. Yes. It's again, it's part of Littlehampton Festival. And it's on Friday the 22nd at the United Church, which is the one next to Sainsbury's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so what's this called? And when did you write this? This I wrote last year, and it is, I have dis- tried to disguise myself as old. I have tried to disguise myself as old, allowed my hair to grow white, let my skin become con- contoured in wrinkles and folds. I've even reduced my height. I stand with a stoop and my stomach is saggy. You'd think I was old if you saw me. My shoes are all flat and my tops are all baggy. I wear the right clothes for my story. And why, you may ask, have I made such a change? The answer is life's become sweet. I was invisible when middle-aged, ignored, undervalued, discreet. They watch anxiously now as I walk to the shops. They don't want to have any fuss. They open doors for me, pick up what I drop, and give up their seats on the bus. I can say what I like. I ask strangers for help. Everyone's being so kind. Young man, please reach to get down a can from that shelf. Ooh, and another one, if you don't mind. (laughs) I could still be seduced. I could dance until dawn. I could still be the belle of the ball. But the thought of such effort makes me want to yawn. Perhaps I am old after all. Fantastic. So do you get inspiration for the poetry from everywhere or...? Everywhere. It just comes to me. I can't... It's not like the painting where I'm actually looking for inspiration. This just has to come. And the poetry, like the painting, they're they're, they're very fun, they're quite quirky. So there's there's a definite link there. Have you ever thought about producing work, um, paintings to go with the poetry? No, it's an interesting thought... But I haven't. The no. reason the reason I ask is because I think Danny did very well last year in the, in oh, the last time we had the poetry competition, um, and he'd written a poem about Musebrook Park based on Lucy's photograph. Yes, so I, I, I so I wondered whether you would do maybe the opposite of that. Yes, and well, it's it's a it's a thought. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I look forward to September already. <laughs> Um, so this one woman show, um, obviously it's a huge collection, 90 pieces that's on offer and uh, it's at uh, your friend's house on, uh, in Granville Lodge uh, and it's open tonight for the private view, uh, which is the 7th of July if you listen to this in retrospect and then it's open for the rest of the weekend. So are you Thanks. open all weekend? I'm open all weekend from 10 to 4. Okay, yeah. so you can pop along, meet Philippa. And everything's on sale. Uh, yes, so you're, yes. Tell, tell, us about, tell us about the prices. Yes, it's £20 a painting. I've got to get rid of these because my loft is chock-a-block. Is it sagging a, in the middle? Sagging, yes. definitely sagging. It's £20 a painting or two for £30. Which sounds like an absolute bargain. That's right. And, and in later life, in decades to come, they'll be worth a fortune. And there are people now that walk into houses and go, oh, you own a bower. <laughs> Brilliant to talk to you. Thank you very much. And good luck with the weekend and hope it goes well. Oh, thank you.